Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. I would have seen Bo Dallas doing Big Show. And that's sad just because of the Bo Dallas shenanigans he would have pulled. Now, that, you and Lamar are stupid for saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is total crap. First of all, bottle boom, realest guys in a world. How you know? It's Thursday. That means it's another episode of BS with CSR. My name is Blake Mitchmore. I'm the bull. I'm with Shane Shoemaker. He's the... Uh, you, you know what? Just call me whatever you want. I don't even have anything left. I'm all the, the tank is empty. I don't have anything left funny to give you anymore. Well, we've discussed this every week. First of all, most of the stuff you say is not funny. One. Mm, yeah, probably so. Second, we're 23 weeks in now, Shane. This is show 23, and there's one S word that kind of goes with the BS theme that you've not used yet. Mm, what's that? Well, you know what? We got news to talk about. Shane, because we actually got news this week. There was news in the world of wrestling, which is something that hadn't happened really in a long time. Hey, Shane, Michelle Beadle's back. You know, she was at the WWE yesterday or Monday. And, dude, like, I don't understand. I mean, I understand why this is a big story because she was so vocal about Triple H. But it makes me think that this has to come down from the bosses that – ESPN because she works for ESPN because I would like to think that Beetle is not that stupid to post pictures of her, you know, arm in arm with Triple H and Stephanie because she would know that that would open her up for so much criticism. Please tell me she's not that dumb. No, this is like you said, this is all about getting that that connection back with ESPN and WWE now and make sure basically more outlets for them to get on ESPN more. The thing is, you know, and I don't know if you saw, but, you know, Mark Madden, you know, from WrestleZone and, you know, Pittsburgh and all that, he, he wrote her and said, explain, yeah, you know, I want you to tell me why. I want you to at least tell me why you're back now. I mean, you, you've given us no explanation, but you go on a big rant beforehand, you know, what was it, a year, year and a half ago, and say you don't like because Triple H is buddies with, you know, Floyd Mayweather. At least give us an explanation. Right. It was whenever the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight was. But that's my thing. That's why I think it had to come from somebody above because – I would think that if Beetle would have just, you know, started being seen in the crowd, that it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But, mm-hmm. you know, moving on, League of Nations, I know how much you love the League of Nations. Mm, not really. Sounds like they're about to lose a member because it broke, you know, that Wade Barrett says he's done. You know, and it's, it's not – nobody's reported absolutely for sure. I think, I, you know, I've been hearing in the summer, June, July, something like that. But he's told WWE, I ain't signing again. I don't know why, but, you know, I mean, the guy's got a lot of talent, but he hadn't done much. Maybe he's tired of being on the road, and he realizes, I can't work this schedule without getting hurt every two months, so he's going to go do something else. Yeah, exactly. I, I just don't know if he – I mean, you know, you got to have a certain – I don't know if you got – your body's got to be right to take that WWE road schedule. And, honestly, he just – his body cannot take it. I mean, this guy needs a serious reset button and maybe somewhere, you know, I don't know where he could go with this, you know, but he needs to go somewhere else, kind of, you know, re- maybe find himself again because his body just can't take it. And I, I've been thinking for a while. I, actually, I thought WWE might just release him sometime after WrestleMania because I, I've, I've been saying for a while I thought this guy's probably on his way out pretty soon. Most of the time I don't care about stuff like that, but with him it's a shame because that guy's got a hell of a lot of potential. But oh, he does. Yeah. He just doesn't. The cards just don't seem, you know, uh, uh, the stars don't seem aligned for him to reach it in WWE because he just can't stay healthy. So, uh, 
I don't even really know what what I think about this next story, honestly. But WWE is now doing WWE, the 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 company that just basically buries light heavyweight divisions and cruiserweight divisions, is now going to start a cruiserweight show on the WWE Network, a tournament with the top thirty cruiserweights in the world. That from what I hear, from what I'm reading, Triple H, it's not even going to be like you know leading at least right now. They say. It's just going to be like a tournament over and over again. Like, that's going to be the concept. I, I'm not real sure what I think about this. Yeah, it's a mixture of emotions. I, I, I just liked it. I mean, the thing I like about it is, like, you know, the WWE is evolving. And it's all because of that network. You know, they're wanting to just – they wanted to fill some slots in that network. And without this network, you wouldn't see things like this. You wouldn't see things like NXT getting, you know, big promotions or anything like that. Uh, I'm excited to see some guys, you know, we always hear from, like, you know, New Japan and – and uh, even Evolve, because I know they got a big uh, uh, cross-promotion thing with, with Evolve right now, like Will Ospreay and possibly Ricochet. I don't know. I mean, I know the cruise weight limit is like, I think it's like 215, 220. So it's going to be interesting how they got gauge that. But total game changer, you know, whatever they do with it. And it's going to be interesting to see how they get guys, you know, bringing them in, you know, from here. Let me ask you this. Uh, we, we've seen a big talent raid from New Japan. We know that they have at least talked to – uh, Ricochet and I think Jack Evans from Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. NXT has been taking talent from all over the world. They've been taking even guys from TNA, like you know James Storm got a trial but didn't get a lot of money. Samoa Joe's came in. Austin Aries has came in. Now we see all TNA talent with random tryout matches all the time on NXT. Uh, now we have this cruiserweight show, so you're going to see guys from Mexico, guys from Japan, guys from different parts of the world coming in under that WWE umbrella. Are we? Is it possible that we are seeing, in a sense, what Vince did in the '80s and Triple H is just kind of trying to weed out all the top talent from across the world and put it under the WWE umbrella because they do have this network, they do have an opportunity to have, you know, could we see a day where? Uh, you know, there are these different brands, you know, three, four, five different brands, all with shows on the WWE Network. And essentially it's just every professional wrestling is WWE. Yeah, I mean, they're already pretty much that way now, but, like, I don't want to see them monopolize the market anymore because, again, you're going to be going right back to, I mean, the position they're kind of in now in a way is like, you know, when, you know, JR always talks about when the territories went out, like he knew about, you know, 15, 20 years later, that was going to severely hurt wrestling. And we're kind of seeing those effects now. So if you do that and you take out all those new Japans, if you take out maybe possibly the Ring of Honors, TNAs, whatever, Evolve, I mean, you're, you're seriously going to hurt the product overall because then WWE controls everything, which they pretty much do now. So, if that's what they're doing, I don't like that at all. Uh, I like the chance to see like new talent and them WWE evolving in new ways, but not if it's going to totally just, like I said, monopolize this whole wrestling market. And, and I agree. I don't want that to happen either, but I don't know. There's just, and I mean, that's just out of my brain. I don't have anything to back that up. Mm-hmm. That's, that was my first thought when this Cruiserweight show was announced was, you know, there's something to all this talent they're accumulating. Mm-hmm. And essentially they're, you know, they could be doing what they did in the 80s, which is taking all the best talent from all the other organizations, and then guess what? Those organizations start to go away. Yeah. All right. Something that never goes away on this show is the BS of the week. 
usually we have a couple things, but there was something so bad on Raw that it is the only BS of the week. We got to get into it. Oh, I'm out of snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. No, no drinks for me, thanks. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I haven't got time for this Mickey Mouse bullshit. I don't know how else to say this, Shane, but what the shit was that main event on Raw? Dude, I wish I could tell you because you had such a good Raw. Like, to me, the Raw's been pretty good the past three weeks. And then, you know, I thought last night had a good pace, uh, had good action, you know, good storytelling to get to Fastlane, even moving towards Mania. And then, you know, you just keep popping up. You see Braun Strowman versus Big Show. I didn't think that was going to be a main event. I mean, when I kept looking at it, I was like, and then they kept saying, oh, yeah, this is actually the main event of the night. And I was like, you've, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, to me, this was, I don't know if this is just McMahon playing with the dirt sheets even more or what it is, but it felt like to me this was him kind of shoving it in the face of the fans and maybe, you know, saying to them, well, look, look, guys, uh, this guy can be a main event. We're going to put him on Raw. We're going to put him in this big spotlight. Don't know if that's the case or not, but still, it, it, to me, it kind of ruined what was a really good Raw. Yeah, Raw wasn't bad. I mean, it, it, I don't know. I mean, for me, I don't know that I'd say really good, but it wasn't bad. It was pretty solid, and I just – I mean, I don't know. Unless you were flipping the, the five-way for the Intercontinental Championship, I don't know what else you would have put in the main event slot that night on mm -hmm. Raw, but, I mean, you were asking for so much trouble with this match because, A, the fan base hates the big show. Mm-hmm. B, this was Braun Strowman's first – and he did okay. Braun did okay, but you still don't – I mean, unless you know for sure you've got something, you've got a big time – I mean, I wouldn't have put that – I wouldn't have put him in a main event on Raw in his first match. But then, so, you know, I'm watching this match, and I'm thinking we're not going – we're not going off the air with a straight finish mm -hmm. from Braun and Big Show. Something's happening. So I'm thinking, you know uh, – we think we're going Bray and Brock, maybe Brock, but, you know, wasn't real sure about that. And then you saw on the internet people speculating, oh, is Undertaker coming out, which I was praying that didn't happen. Mm. But then stupid Ryback's music hits, and he comes out, you know, like he's a badass again all of a sudden. And then Kane, are you kidding me? And then to top it all off, we got Kane, Big Show, and Ryback. And Michael Cole's referring to them as the Titans. Like, they're not like they're just, you know, these, you know, who they were at their prime. Not these guys that most people just think of. Now, I just didn't get it. What? I don't, I don't, I don't know what the strategy was. I don't know what the intent was. Yes. I mean, they're all in a match at Fastlane, but I'm guessing it's going to be Toward the beginning of the night, it's not like it's going to be a major match. I just didn't understand. Yeah, it was. It wasn't really well booked. I mean, you know, I mean, usually you see this type of segment somewhere during I don't know the middle of the show, top of the, the third hour, something like that. I mean, because basically fans wanted to see these Titans as much as the, as you know NFL fans want to see the Tennessee Titans, which is not at all. So. You know, no one wanted to see these guys. And, again, why would you have that, you know, even right before, you know, Big Show goes and talks to Austin? I don't know. That was kind of weird to me, too. But Exactly, uh, dude. I, I mean, I, I even thought when I saw Big Show in the main event, I even thought, okay, well, they must have taped the, the Austin thing. Mm -hmm. 
know, uh, they must have taped it earlier in the day because Big Show's big ass is in the main event. He ain't going to run. Right. No, sure enough. Sure enough. Austin has to talk for five or six minutes while Big Show gets his big ass down the end of the interview room so they can do Stone Cold Podcast. Which, speaking of that, we got to get into that because I went from hating the Big Show to actually kind of liking him. I got to admit, when when they announced Big Show as the latest guest on the Stone Cold Podcast on the network, I wasn't really excited because he's been on Stone Cold's podcast before, just like some of these other guys. I felt like they were going to talk, tell some of the same stories. They did, but I won't go so far as our boy Justin Labar did to say this was by far the best because to me, Edge and Christian was still the best one. But mm-hmm. it was up there. It was better, up there, better than Paige, better than the taped ones. I mean, it was probably top two or three for sure. Uh, I mean, Big Show, dude, it's so weird to watch him in that setting because in that setting, absolutely loved him. Thought he was <laughs> – you put it on TV and Raw, and I'm wanting to change the damn channel, though. But I thought it was interesting that Big Show, you know, was up front and said, I'm done, two years, done. Uh, he also, I also thought it was very interesting that he was up front and said – when Austin asked him, how do you think you've been booked here? He said, horribly, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought, you know, I don't know if that's because, hey, he's been in there 20 years and he can just say whatever he wants at this point and Vince is still going to keep him or what. But it showed some balls, especially with what's, you know, been going on recently and the fact that Vince is trying to, you know, reaffirm his alpha male status by suspending people. But uh, the other thing is very – Surprised by the language in this show, especially being on the WWE Network, Big Show got away with an F bomb. Yeah, he got he got away with quite a few bombs there. Uh, I didn't I didn't see that coming. I don't know if like the producers were just kind of behind on this. They didn't, I mean, didn't see it coming. They thought he might just only drop a few here and there, but he dropped quite a few of just other bombs too. Like this was very what made this good was in no pun intended here was it was very raw it was very uncut it's very you know just them it was two buddies shooting the crap with each other and that's what made like you know the austin and edge and christian ones really good you know they had the road stories and that, that's what makes these podcasts so good is they actually share some of the road stories that we never get to hear about or think that goes on or you know we always want to know what goes on that's what made this really good and um uh, just again, I'm like you. I like Big Show here. I want like I'm not saying I want to see him in a match afterwards, but I like seeing him or hearing him talk about the you know the business. Even when it was brought up about like WCW, which the stories we've heard of for you know 15, 20 years now, about how they collapsed and why they collapsed and all that, and and just but the thing that made me laugh hysterically was how they said Hogan got him to wear the belt. Uh, around in an airport. That was hysterical. I mean, again, one of the best ones I've done. I'm, like, I'm not agreeing with LeVar saying it was one of the best ones, or it was the best one, but it was one of the best ones, though. Without a doubt. I mean, like I said, for me, it's top two or three. Edge and Christian can't be beat because they just – that one's hilarious. But, you know, uh, you know, I respect the fact that it's still emotional for him. My dad passed away. It's emotional for me. But did they have to set Big Show up in a spot to where he'd cry again? Well, not only that, they kept that picture up there for exactly. like a minute or two minutes. I was like, get it off the screen. It's like it was planned. Like, hey, this is his gimmick. He cries. Let's make him cry on the podcast. I mean, talk about his dad for a minute. Move on so the dude doesn't cry for the 714th time on WWE TV. 
I just, I mean, like I said, I, I have respect for, you know, if you got me sitting here talking about my dad for more than about five minutes, I might do the same depending on what, what you asked me, but I just felt like they could have, they could have avoided that and kind of, you know, uh, protected Big Show a little more so he didn't cry. The only thing that really bugged me about this podcast is Big Show's free with his mouth. He'll say the F word. He'll, you know, cuss left and right. And Some of them got bleeped. Some of them didn't. But he's scared to drink a beer and be seen drinking a beer on camera. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm like, it, what killed me was, like, there would be a spot where, like, if their camera would be on Austin – and Big Show would say, uh, I'm going to kayfabe here. And then they would cut to him, <laughs> which made absolutely no sense. I mean, the only thing I can say about this is, you know, since he cussed, he drank beer, and he talked about how his booking was horrible, I guess at least he didn't grab Vince's arm. So, hey, so he's still got a job for now. Uh, for me, the most – I think maybe the most interesting thing that I, di- I personally didn't know – was that uh, after he went down to OVW? I think in two thousand one, Brock Lesnar was the was a big reason why he came back up because Brock said he wanted to work with him, mm-hmm. which I I just thought Big Show had gotten ready, you know, it had proved himself, and obviously he did, or they wouldn't have brought him up. But I had no idea that a that that was the reason why, and b that even though he was like world champ, Brock was like a rookie. And Brock had that much swing that he was saying – they were saying, Brock, who do you want to work with? He's like, give me Big Show. I, I found that really interesting. That That's pretty impressive, like you said, for a rookie to have that much influence. You know, I mean, it, it's always that man loves the big guys. And, like, you know, I, he was just seething, you know, when he when they discovered Brock, you know. So, I can see why. Uh, but it is amazing that a rookie could have that much influence to bring up someone who had been struggling like that in the Big Show. And then, I mean, and then, you know, you said the Hogan, the, the story that made me laugh the most, and I've heard it before, is the stupid Austin Trunk story. Oh, yeah. And Austin, you know, beating the crap out of him because he, he uh, pulled his trunks up his butt and then freaking Big Show, <laughs> finally what they've been begging and begging him to do, showing some fire and showing some passion. And Austin just being like, there you go, man. That way. <laughs> I'm sure, oh, Shit, I pissed this seven seven foot tall, four hundred and fifty pound giant off. I better back off. And and what made it so great is you can believe every word of that. I mean, I don't think any of that's like you know being fabricated. It's just you can tell those guys are telling the truth in that whole story. And that's that's what again, that's what the whole thing. That's what made it so fun to listen to. Yeah, and, you know, and these Austin podcasts are great, but I still I I still hope. I mean, we're getting close to Mania. You got to give me Sting. I need mm-hmm. Sting, and I want Undertaker too, but I don't know that if Undertaker's found this newfound health and he he may go on for a while, you know, he's never broke that character, so I don't know that he will until he's done. But those are the two I really want. I want Sting and I want the Undertaker. You know, the guys like Big Show, Edge and Christian, they're great, but I want guys that we've not really heard from yet. And if we get them, we've got to have those live. We we can't have them pre-recorded. I mean, the the pre-recorded ones were okay, but it's not the same feel. It's not. Although, the same feel. I don't know. After this one, they may never do another live one. Well, again. that's very true, which is unfortunate. But it's, especially with Taker or you know Sting, that would be incredible. I mean, issue. I mean, we know you know enough about Sting. Sting's not yeah. going to throw 
bombs out left and right. Taker might be another story. Tank, but, yeah, totally. but Taker might have the swing to say, look, you want me to do this son of a bitch? I'm not doing it, Taker. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he has enough stroke. I think he can get away with it. So, all in all, great show. Definitely one of the best, top to bottom. I hope they, you know, I, they're keep, they're going to keep doing them. Uh, I think that I'd like to see one more before Mania. Uh, if not, they need to do a ma- major one the night after Mania. Somebody big, you know. I don't know who it could be. You know, if The Rock stays around one more night, The Rock would be awesome. But Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan needs to be one soon. And he, yeah. he definitely needs to be one it, uh, uh, coming up real soon, you know, in the next few months for sure. But uh, if there's not one before Mania, there needs to be a blockbuster one the night after Mania to just to have that whole audience just go right to the network and possibly get more subscriptions for the network. Speaking of the network, Sunday, Fastlane, Shane. It's time to do some predictions. You hit it right on the head, Paul. I have everything on the line. Everything. I'm going to win somehow at Fastlane, and then I'm going to WrestleMania, and I'm going to beat Triple H for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. All right, Shane. This Sunday, Fastlane, starting off with a barn burner. The two out of three falls. <laughs> say it without laughing. It's a match I honestly don't give a crap about. But Callisto and ADR are fighting for the 17th time for the U.S. title. Two out of three falls. I, I'm assuming since they trade it every time they fight, I'm just going to go ADR here. I don't really have a whole lot of stake in this match or really care about it. But I'm going to pick ADR just for the fun of it. Yeah, I mean, I will say the match has a little bit of intrigue now. Again, that's being very generous because of the two other three fall stipulation. Of course, I don't know how they're going to do that on the the pre show. I know they're kind of limited on time for that, but I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to stay with Callisto. Of course, again, I, I I don't know why, but I'm just I'm just saying Callisto here, just to be different, I guess. All right. Uh, next, we got Team Bad versus Sasha and Becky. Uh. Part of me says that if Team Bad beats Sasha and Becky, I should quit watching wrestling, quit doing podcasts, and quit writing because it's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of me says that something's got to happen so that Sasha – not that they're really on the same page, but it feels like we're heading towards Sasha versus Becky versus Charlotte at WrestleMania, so something's got to happen to facilitate that. Either way, I'm going to say Sasha and Becky win this. Yeah, I'm going Sasha and Becky on this one too. Um, I could see them getting a victory here, but something screwy is going to happen where like one complains because the other one got the pinfall because the other one actually performed the move or something like that. Again, it's it's, it's all like you said, it's all setting up to possibly a triple threat match with the Divas title at WrestleMania. So yeah, going uh, going Sasha and Becky here. Up next, we got what I've got written down as the Titans: Kane versus Big Show versus Ryback. Apparently, in a three on four handicap match versus the Wyatt family. This one is dead obvious to me. Ha- the Wyatt family has to win this match. It needs to be early because they got to come out and and cause Brock to be taken out of the main event match. The only thing I will say, and I've, <laughs> I just issued this line a second ago, if the Undertaker comes out and helps this team, I will stop watching wrestling. That's <laughs> Sorry, I just fought for that, but uh, I – I, I've got to go with the Wyatt family here, and I'm I'm assuming Braun Strowman is going to dominate and just take over. You know, I mean, again, I don't care about this match, and it's probably going to be the it's probably going to be the piss break match for me, probably. So I would 
I would honestly almost rather this be on the pre-show than the damn two out of three falls match, and I hate the two out of three falls match. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, up next, we got the new IC champion defending against Dolph Ziggler. It, man, I hate to say this, but I don't really care about this match either because they fought 19 times in the last mm. three months. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be a great match. They all are. Uh, I would assume Kevin Owens is going to win since he just won the IC title. I would hope they're not going to have him drop it six days later. Um, so I'll go Owens. Yeah, I'm going uh, going Owens here too. The, the, the big thing I guess I somewhat like about this match is like, you know, I know I kind of said it, you know, people thought it, people thought that Owens was getting kind of buried, you know, because he lost to Dolph Ziggler to like twice or on SmackDown and Raw. At least it somewhat makes sense now. And then this is setting up for that match. So I, I kind of understand a little bit now. Uh, but I definitely, I think Owens wins this. Then we got uh, Brie Bella versus Charlotte for the WWE Women's Title. I mean, this is a dead giveaway. I mean, I, it was a dead giveaway, period, but it's damn sure a dead giveaway now that basically Brie's saying she's retiring in the next couple of months. Why in the hell would you even think to let her win if she was? So, I mean, it, it's got to be Charlotte, right? You know, I, I would think so. I would think they would kind of no, – tell me, Brie, but you're not really going to pick Brie Bella. No, I'm not going to pick her, but, like, with all the emotion of Daniel Bryan and everything going on right now, I wouldn't surprise me if they sort of maybe did, you know, put her in, like, a four-way for the title at Mania. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think Charlotte – I mean, I will say this. Charlotte could a – I thought a pretty solid promo on Raw, and it set up the match pretty well. Probably one of her better. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm sticking with Charlotte, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's a, there's a Brie uh, title win here. Just saying. Just saying. I'll say this. If Brie Bella wins title, I'm going to quit watching wrestling. You should. We all should. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I feel like there's, you know, <laughs> it, I've stated this so much on this card, there's a good chance I might not be watching wrestling. I was going to say, is this a stop watching wrestling show if, if some of these things happen? If we don't get to BS with tw- CSR 24, you guys know why. Because I stopped watching wrestling because of these picks. But main event time, triple threat, Brock versus Dean versus Roman. I'm going to let you go first on this one. I will say this. They've made this match really, really interesting. Now, besides the fact that it's just the three people that we thought would put on a really good match. And, man, they've made it real interesting because you're kind of – I mean, you kind of know probably who's going to win, but at least they've put some stock into, like, Ambrose and Lesnar and reasons why they could win. And that just we, – we never thought that was going to happen. I mean, Ambrose has looked like a freaking superstar, you know, the past couple of weeks. Uh, Lesnar's been doing his thing as usual, and Roman's kind of been the one off the side, which probably leads me to believe he's going to win, which is who I'm picking because it just makes sense. Do I think there could be a screwy finish in this too? Absolutely, set up for triple threat mania. I, yeah, but again, overall, I'm going Roman here. But the the build to this again has been really, really good. I agree with that. It has been really good. Um, for me. I, I detailed it. I wrote about it in depth on CSRWrestling.com on Tuesday. Uh, I think you got to – the Wyatt family's got to knock Brock out. The You got to have some sort of screwy finish to uh, with Roman winning so that Dean has a case to get a chance to enter into the triple threat match at WrestleMania, which it will be a triple threat match. And I think ultimately it leads to Roman Reigns Finally turning heel, joining the corporation, or, you know, maybe, well, not the, the authority, but basically the corporation, 
you know, the big story is Roman has been in their pocket from the beginning. It was a long, elaborate plan. He was the original choice. That sets you, that makes Dean more of a baby face, sets you up for a program to get you to Seth Rollins coming back, who's going to be the biggest baby face on the planet. And then it also sets you up for a mega match between Roman and The Rock if the because the because Roman will spear or Superman punch Rock at WrestleMania. So it would set you up for a mega match between Roman and The Rock if The Rock was to ever wrestle another match. I think the more I think about it, that's the way you have to go at Fastlane to facilitate this at WrestleMania. Because if not, Roman's going to get a boot out of the damn building. Yeah. So if he's going to get booed out of the building, you might as well make him a bad guy. Well, the, the, the biggest thing in this whole thing was getting the Intercontinental title off of Dean. Uh, that, that to me, really kind of submitted like, okay, things could be going somewhere different than we didn't thought it, think it would be at first. So that, that was huge last night. That was, a, that was big. I agree 100%. And I, um, I mean, my theory on my angle could be way off, but I – I, I do think that it leads to – I mean, Roman may not turn heel, but I do think it leads to some sort of screwy finish, and you are getting yet another triple threat match at, in the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, but that's just what we think. You can do. You can pick what happens at Fastlane. Also, if you go to WrestleRumble.com, sign up. You could win up to $500 and some other cash. We play every month. You got to play too. Shane, before we get out of here this week, a big award coming next week on Raw, the Vincent J. McMahon Award. Do you think – I mean, I really have a hard time seeing this be legitimate, but for me, it's either got to be John Cena or Taker because John Cena's coming back and he's wrestling at WrestleMania. I don't give a damn what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Or Taker, in one way or the other, it facilitates that match. That's what I think. What do you think? This is to me. This is obviously a gimmick of some sort, just to set up for a, a mania match, and also because it's after Fastlane. I'm like you. It's got to be more than likely. It's got to be Taker, or it's got to be Cena. But if for some reason it's not a gimmick, I mean, do, do they go some route and maybe do uh, a Daniel Bryan, or even again, I don't know how they would do this, but do they do this? Maybe like give it to like Bret Hart. I mean, you know, if it's not a gimmick. Well, I don't think it's necessarily a gimmick if it's Cena or Taker. I, mm-hmm. Because Cena Taker is not going to be some big like. The only way it's a gimmick is if they give it to freaking Triple H. Well, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, I think you could go the. You could go that route. I just, I mean, and I could be wrong, but I mean, right off the bat, I mean, I. My only two, my only two thoughts were Cena and Taker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I can see, you know, I can see Taker if this indeed is Taker's last match. This is the beginning of that build. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm interested, and I'm interested to see. I mean, maybe there's something just really legitimate, and they give it to somebody off the wall. But anyway, I mean, it adds not a huge intrigue, but a little intrigue to Raw Monday, so that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I I just didn't, uh, you know, I didn't know where they were going with this, and it's just, like you said, it seems seems really obvious, you know, the the timing and everything. And this is all set up for Mania, basically. Absolutely. Well, that's all we got for this week. Follow Shane at SUMaker24. Follow me at Blake Mitchamore. Make sure you're checking out what we're writing on CSRWrestling.com. Make sure you're checking out Jimmy Corderas' blogs on CSRWrestling.com. Jimmy will be back on the show next week to talk about the road to WrestleMania after Fastlane. We'll see you then. This po-
public service message was brought to you by your friends from E-Generation X. Who would like to remind each and every one of you that if you're not down with that, we've got two words for you!